This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Join us once a week as we discuss our playful approach to parenting, work and marriage. Plus, look out for extra guest episodes. We believe that fun should be part of the everyday and we are here to support any grown-ups who want to grow down and avoid the onset of serious-itis that kicks in in adulthood. Find me on Instagram at playful underscore den. And if you'd like more of my content, you can subscribe to my Patreon. Just search for my name, Emma Warrillow, and get access to exclusive podcasts, insights and updates. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at BenFlyingRetro. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. Hello everyone, we're back. It's episode 38. 38 and I've brought us into the kitchen to record this particular episode, Emma. Why have I done that? I don't know. I'm, I'm having to lean quite a lot into this mic. Are we ever going to get a second mic? I don't know, Emma. I think it's past a joke. It's become a thing. I wanted to get one when we got a sponsor, but ain't no one's sponsoring this. They've listened. <laughs> this humdrum. And they've thought, this is absolute junk. I'm going to sponsor that. Put my brand on that. Should sponsor this. We see you in the data. We see you people. We see you coming back. We're building a community. We're building an audience. And we yeah. bloody love you. Look, podding is no joke. You've got to be committed. You've... Do you know what? Is it like marriage? <laughs> I've been thinking about marriage this week. It's a long slog. <laughs> so what do you have to do to ensure you get through it? God, You've got to make time. I wasn't expecting that so early on in the discussion. Well, let's get into it. Marriage is on my mind. Well, actually, it's on my mind too. It's on my mind because my auntie... <laughs> well, I'm in a bloody marriage. I think my auntie's come... Is it 50th? What is that? Diamond? No, gold? I, isn't it funny? The um, You know how you've got the English anniversaries and then you've got the American ones and it's like fridge freezer, white goods. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Celebrate with capitalism. You're really into that when you're younger, aren't you? So you do your five year and it's like tin. Yeah, you get some foil. But then when you Google it, there's like, there's, there's a, traditional there's, and then there's yeah, modern. That's it, yeah, there's modern. And the modern one is like microwave. Yeah, it's really obscure. <laughs> oh, actually, I need a new microwave. And then the We've tradi- got an anniversary coming up. The traditional one is like linen. Our anniversary is soon. What are we, what are we clocking in? Ours is easy because it's the same age as Phoenix, 2010. Yeah, so... 13. 13 years. That's insane. Wait, what's that itchy one that everyone's... Seven. That's very early for an itch, can I I just say? No, but I think it's every seven. I think there's something about the cycle of seven. What, 21 years? Seven is something to do with like change and growth and moving on and... So seven years, 14 years. Yeah, so next year we'll get itchy. I, I don't know about that. I think that's just an old wives' tale. I don't know. Something to do with cycles, moons, periods. God knows. I don't subscribe to the seven-year itch. I think that's a load of garbage. You know, you hear some stories. People get married and they're itchy after one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ants in their pants. Yeah. Quite literally. We're sort of in that life stage now where 
there's a lot of big things happening in sort of people's lives, aren't we? It feels like everyone's in the thick of life. No, you've lost me there. You're going to have to explain. You know, people are splitting up. Just explained. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's divorces. There's Is there? Prob- you know, problems with teens. Shiz is getting real. Now I'm bloody scared. I didn't know about any of that stuff. Oh, it's happening in our house. I mean, we're not getting divorced. but <laughs> Em's, just... <laughs> I've always maintained I would not sign the papers. Our Never ki- going to sign them. Our kids are growing up rapidly. Yeah, that, that the, happens. The, the big ones. Indy has discovered boys. It's like one of those charts you do at school where, you know, it's like a curve, 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 and then it's like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. I'm, f- I'm feeling it. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling a bit like, oh, God, I've got to get myself together to be... You No, I'm not having that. You always <laughs> said these were going to be your years. They are! I'm going to really come into it when they're teens. It's like, well, do it! No, I am. I'm, I'm just... Yeah, but it's not like... You do one thing and then it's done. It's an ongoing process of no, building but trust, support, mentoring. I mean, it's not as if you were bad with the baby. You were very good when they were babies. But you always said, I'm going to work my ass off when they're young. And then when they're teens and they really need me, um, I'll be there. Yeah, I did a back to front strategy. I went all in on work. But it's not as if you weren't there. I mean, no, I know. Yeah. Again, once again, also, I like to make you sound awful. Also, I'm, <laughs> I'm still working really hard. Yeah, so I do, yeah, well, it hasn't worked. I love work though. It I hasn't think worked. Work makes me a better parent. Cause I thought I, you were going to say better person. I feel very like I get confidence and I get like a buoyancy through work obviously sometimes it's it like you lost at sea it gets a bit heavy and full-on but it does I'm fortunate I think I'm fortunate to have a job where I'm get, I get to be creative and that's a very important part of being me yeah like being able to use your now does that help our marriage yeah it does yeah oh my god can you imagine if it didn't work I just irritate you all the time well, I, I t- I'd have to work. <laughs> you would. That'd be awful for you. Now, things to ensure you get through your marriage, you've got to make time for each other, Emma. Yeah, so my point about the kids are growing up, they're discovering boys, girls, they're having feelings, it's all stirring. I said to you the other day... We need to roll... You said we've got to role model our relationship. No, yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, you're role modelling a healthy relationship. I mean, I said this, you know, when we went to Miami, it's like... the, the Clang. The... <laughs> Jeez, I said this when I went to Miami. I mean, that's role modelling. That's, that's relevancy. Oh, I'm so Are bored our children going to be able to have that life? What, just going to Miami? No, they're not. There's not going to be jobs. They are in for a fudge storm. No, no. Right. No. Oh, God. So they're part of Generation Alpha. I'm trying to work this out. I need to stumble upon more research. I will get back to you listeners. But they're part of Generation Alpha, which is under 13s. In a few years, that generation will be the biggest on the planet. Mm -hmm. And they are also set to be one of the wealthiest generations in history. And I'm thinking... No, that's not what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Where are they getting their sweet, sweet moolah from? Oh, I'm hoping you're going to say it now. 
No, I don't know. Oh, for Christ. Is it their boomer grandparents? I don't know. Well, it's like asking questions it in might, a letter. It might be because they're going to have multiple revenue streams. That's the prediction. Yeah, but are we talking about 1% of people here? No. Or are you saying as, the actual entire generation? Yeah, I mean, obviously the gap is going to be horrific because it continues to, to I was going to say, that. I thought it was, um, they were in for a really, there's less, there's going to be less jobs. No, because they're going to have multiple revenue streams. They're going to have... Average house buying age is going to be 60. And have a side hustle, a Bitcoin, a normal job. I know everyone says like, oh, there's going to be no jobs, there's going to be no jobs, but... AI. Like, yeah, but new jobs are formed. Yes, new jobs are formed, but it's not... You've got to think of numbers. Like, if entire industries are going to disappear... I know, but look at the tech industry and how many people are employed by, I don't know, in that work. Yeah, but like... tech is thinning out. They're massively overstaffed. Are they? Well, it's the Twitter thing, isn't it? And all of them, they're all doing it. It's like, hang on, do we need an office in every capital city of planet Earth just to say we're cool? They're thinning out, Ems. Mm. I don't really think we want our kids working for Twitter or TikTok, do we? I don't know. No. Well, got to get them out working first. In the Easter holidays coming up, uh, yeah. Phoenix eggs. I feel. I feel like I've lost my train of thought. I've, I'm going to come back to that. And we've got to come back to our marriage. Put a pin, <laughs> put a pin in the marriage. Pin, <laughs> More than happy to. Put a pin in the marriage. Put a pin in Easter because I want to just close the loop on what I was saying about role modelling. Yeah. So the kids are discovering, you know, there's hormones flying. Yeah. Um, so we have to role model. They've got to see a snogging. <laughs> or they haven't. We need to role model a healthy relationship. But aren't we just doing that just by being innately us? I noticed that we are better at managing the stress that sometimes comes with the kids when we have connected and spent time together i think it's quite a normal I know reaction. where this is going it's more miami <laughs> trips i know exactly where this is going we need ironically oh, to travel the world together if we went on one of those trips once a month i think everything would be fine <laughs> yeah so we are better at navigating like tantrums and stressful moments whereas if we haven't connected actually if we haven't played together I think that it's normal that sometimes you can become like frustrated with your partner in a moment when rather than sort of go to, I'm, I'm going to give them support. I'm just speaking for myself. I am, I think, going to give some of the heavy lifting with our three-year-old to you now. I think I'm off loading that and i'm gonna focus <laughs> That's a lot no, and I'm, i am going to pivot i'm trying to use all the words over to the older ones and do them for a bit well, that's just taking them to skate park. Oh, no, actually. No, because I am in tree... I'm, like, trying to wade through treacle with the three-year-old. I think you've got yourself into a real spiral. I made him walk up the hill today at school. That's good. Yeah. I'm carrying him too much. You are. You, you're basically... You need Come to... On. Back the heck off. I back think, up. Yeah, I think you're just... Like, Smothering him. I think you're... Hollywood parenting. You're... I think your mind space, Helicopter. your mind space, yep. which is normally empty, just a little at at rolling around in there. <laughs> I think it's way too consumed 
with like Scout and the things going on with him. So he's had a few issues with pooing recently. Haven't we all? <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> and I noticed like for it's me, trigger. for me, yeah, for me, I'm just like, he's not going to poo his pants forever. He will get there. He's feeling anxious about, you know, his nurseries, moved up rooms, you know, is a control thing. He needs a bit more time. Like, just just like, you know, if he craps his pants a few times, he craps his pants a few times. Like, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme. Same of, applies to an adult. Of his, <laughs> of his life. Whereas for you, like, you embody these what are essentially like quite small moments in the grand scheme of his life, you fill your mind with them so much that you're almost like, (laughs) stop it. It's almost like you can't do anything else. You can't let joy in. You can't manage stressful situations. And it's like you become so fixated on these things. And I know it's hard because they are so all-consuming, but I think you also... Emma, we all have different triggers, my love. I think you you also are quite worried about being judged by other people, whereas I don't so much have that. I stumbled across some research the other day, smacked in the face by it. It's not actually research, it's just it was just a reel on Instagram. <laughs> um, and it was a dude saying, you know when someone says, if you, I don't know, you're picking someone up from school and they say, I've had a bad day. Mm. It's like, what are you actually saying there? Is your entire day, all all 10 hours. five minutes. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly what you just said. Did you have a rough five minutes? So what I think... And it's like, yeah, but but then you you carry that five minutes with you for like hours. So for me, I like to move on from things very swiftly. Like, that was awful. But swift, 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 on we go. Yeah, but you have your... Everyone has their limits. No, they do, yeah, but I think... Last night, Scout came in. You were fuming. I put him back. You're fuming. I got the receipt. I was like, why are you so stressed out? And you were like, because I was asleep. I was fully asleep. No, actually, oh God, I'm remembering this now. This this is, is, Trigger. I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing this up on the pod right now. Do it. You have no respect for the sleeping. (laughs) I have no respect for sleepers. I wasn't annoyed with Scout. I was annoyed with you. Because you woke me up and you were like, why? so stressed i was like i was asleep deeply asleep yeah, as we discussed could have been before, having a nice dream as we've been discussed here i did all of my steps prickle pad oh okay yeah popped a melly yeah <laughs> pillow spray i was deeply asleep and you're like i came in like an elephant emma emma i was like what you're like scouts waking up. So what? Stop freaking out about it. <laughs> like if he comes in, he comes in. He's not crying. He's not bothering anyone. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just you like, were right in that moment. Just zoom, zoom out. What you do? Google Earth it. I don't respect <laughs> sleeping. Sleep, the, the sleepers. The sleeping. No. And then you're like, why are you so annoyed? <laughs> I'm expecting a lot. You are, yeah. High expectations. But I think, I think, like, what this is sort of linked to what I was saying with work. I think I get quite a lot of confidence. You know, you shouldn't need external validation, but I think we all crave it a bit. So when I do a good job at work, like, I get really, like, really amazing feedback, and it sort of pumps me up. And I think, all right, big spuds. I- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
and I think I might get amazing feedback. You're doing a lot more of the like day to day heavy lifting, domestic stuff, the donkey work, and it's really hard because you don't get any of that. Well, I could get some from you right now. <laughs> Just say something nice now. <laughs> but that's but that but you, you do you do such a good job, and I think you give yourself a really hard time. I tell you what, I'm doing a lot of at the moment. This loops back round to what we were talking about them getting older and having social lives driving so much driving and that's you know we're we're not in London anymore so we're not you know public transport not doing that it's like where you live is an island and if you want to go somewhere you're staring at the car but it's the back the forth the toing the throwing but I don't really want to you know I know that some parents like just say no not doing it but I'm kind of the other, I just say yes to everything because I just think, well, like our eldest, his mood is so lovely when he has yeah. socialized yeah. and I like it's bookended. It's, it's lovely before because he's excited about seeing friends and maybe doing an activity. And then afterwards, he's obviously had fun. So he's, yeah. no, so I, I just I always feel like I'd rather facilitate stuff yeah. and if it means driving around like an unpaid uber driver like so be it yeah no I, but this weekend it was a lot yeah i do agree because on the weekends they're they're you know they're both older now they're phoenix is almost a teen indy's a tween they need to have unstructured playtime preferably outdoors with their friends yeah and i'm aware that it's different when i was a kid we lived in a small town and it was all the doors yeah, were open same. and everyone's coming yeah. and going and it's yeah. like well we we are not going to have that now. No. We we understand that. So it's like, no, I'm going to have to work harder with getting them places because otherwise yeah. they're not going to have those memories of like, they need to be around their mates. They it's... need to be with their friends as much as possible on the weekend. I think so. That's why, yeah, we don't really have clubs or anything on the weekends because I'm so... It's gr- impossible to because they're so busy. Yeah. I'm so grateful that Phoenix Gratitude? Has found skateboarding mm. i think it's i don't know what i don't know what he'd be doing if he didn't do it well hopefully you, they find something else it's just so yeah. important to have at least just one yeah. passion but then also you know we've known kids growing up what you can also get hung up on if they don't have like the one thing that they're obsessed with you know you hear a lot of oh well you know they haven't found their passion yet they haven't found yeah. their passion and then that that is absolutely something that should never be pressured either, because it would be odd for a kid to think, "Oh, am I looking for something? I've got to, apparently I've got to find a passion." It should be like totally organic. Well, before a certain age, kids tend to um, obviously personalities are different, but kids generally will try things out. So, yeah. So the motivation is not. I'm going to find this thing and do it all the time and go to the club every week and yeah. then become really good at it. They don't think like that. They no. just, in the moment, they're like, there's a thing. I've never done that before. I'll give that a go. And it's a really amazing stage. And, and, and we're meant to be like that because that is play. You're doing it Sometimes just it can be exhausting as a parent, though, when you're in that. I know, but I'm talking more about not from like a... a, a this is why unstructured play is really important. Yeah. Like they just pick stuff up when they're... You know when you're doing like lesson one of everything? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that... But I'm They're talking not about sticking. not not lessons. I'm talking yeah. about just giving it a go. Opportunistic with trying things out. But when they get to an age where they're more socially conscious, they prune. It's called pruning. 
So they start to prune away. Just side hustle on that. Prune is apparently what you should say when you're having your photo taken. Is it? Makes you look prune. like a model. It sucks those prune. cheeks in. Prune. prune. I don't know if you want prune. that as a family. Yeah. <laughs> The family one is more cheese. Someone was taking your family photo and they went, smile, guys. And the whole family just went, prune. Yeah, you all look like a (laughs) bunch of idiots. Um, Yeah, they start to prune, which means they like trim away all these activities because they're like, I'm not good at that. I'm not going to become a professional athlete in that. That's not my passion. And actually, that's what you don't want. Like variety in play is really, really good for us. Play is a buffet. Yeah. So I was really happy because Phoenix the other day said, oh, I really want to go to a boxing class. Um, mm. And I was like, that's good because he's nearly 13 and he's still. And I said, oh, because I used to do it with him a bit. And I said, you'll have to go by yourself and all this stuff. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's re- like, I think when you have those moments, I try and pounce on them because they do dry up as they get older. Yeah. Well, on the boxing theme, we've been doing a lot of skipping. Yeah, I am we're, like we're obs- all obsessed with skipping. I'm obsessed with it. Skipping's so good. But skipping, like you're Rocky. Yeah. I'm not just talking about. Yeah. I mean, I am f- talking about like intense. Phoenix is so, so good. good. Yeah, it's very light on his feet. I think he might be one of those annoying kid. Like he's really good at physical things. He's got so much because skipping, you actually need a lot of rhythm, which mm. I don't really have. So it's mm. taken me a long time to get good at it. Mm. My God, when he does it, he looks like so natural. Well, I've become a bit like obsessed with skateboarding and what it teaches kids. I think it might actually be like magical because really for kids, you want them to do unstructured outdoor play. That's like the the social, unstructured outdoor social play. And that's really what skateboarding is. Like, there's no, like, rules. There's no competition. Well, it's very different. It's a lot of resilience. You can't... Yeah, the resilience is off the the charts. Because with so many other... Well, let's just say sort of conventional sports, the risk of not doing something is like, oh, okay, I missed that tennis shot, whatever. Yeah. But you're constantly... You're falling over. Yeah. Yeah, and the amount of times that they have to try the trick out until they get it. Yeah, it's almost mind-numbing. Yeah, I mean, it's hundreds, hundreds. Hun- yeah, hundreds. Yeah. Giving them that uh, that hit of when they do finally land that trick, the endorphins, yeah. the flood, the yeah. joy. Yeah. Unreal. And that's all about them. It's not about, you know, yes. trying to... Obviously, they look at other it's an people. In, it's an individual thing, but done yeah, socially. socially. The other thing I love about skateboarding that i think is very unique is i notice they all clap and oh for each other massive support everyone wants everyone whatever level that they're at yeah it's not competitive yeah and they want everyone to to level up in a way that's like relevant to them so even if someone is trying to land like their first kit flip which to phoenix is now just seems to be like breathing you know he will he gets so excited and so pumped for them because he knows how like like what a major rung on the ladder that is to get that so they all like feed each other they all want each other to to succeed yeah interesting whereas in most sports generally there's one side that you want to lose there's kind of a you know maybe there might be a common enemy you know, you sort of have nemesises. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't really happen in skateboarding. 
yeah skateboarding is super artistic as well it's very creative very creative because everyone has it's all about your style and and how you perform tricks and i think similarly indy has that through dance the way that she experiences dance is um very free-flowing and you know making it up and Mm. she's trying she's like very into trying to determine what her own style is and her sort of signature and i think it's a similar a similar thing there's not as much um although there is the resilience because it's moving you know practicing those you know getting the routine synced over and over again but i think it's the free movement and the combination of the movement with the creativity that i think that's where the magic comes from yes now i've been doing other so skipping i'm obsessed with i do get like this i'm obsessed with it i oh, know so that's can't, i'm a, but you it, can't no, do it's anything like, casually why, why can't you just do it normally <laughs> why do you have to just go out there and do it for half an hour well, no, it's like, until I'm, and now yeah, you can't walk yeah now you can't walk <laughs> and now you're like i'm a skipper now what does that mean well you have a you have quite a addictive personality yeah I think. but i, I think tell you what it's a hell of a good job I, I, it's good that i don't dabble in drugs yeah no you definitely have but most people do i think most people are addicted to something i'm just so like that it's like right let's buy a skipping rope this is what i do now oh god you are you like got an app oh the app came in seconds you were like i can't stop i was like i came out to have a little yeah break. you were like oh, i was just like, i just fancied the... my rope and you were like no i'm on my app i've got to do 30 minutes I was like, yeah oh my and i was god. like what are you gonna do one minute that's not gonna do nothing you ain't gonna burn nothing in one minute you're like oh, i just but i just fancied a little play no <laughs> <laughs> i do i sort of I take something, I squeeze everything out and then chuck it away. Yeah, you do. But I don't think I'm going to do that with skipping. Skipping's for life now. Just... Oh, who's that lady that I love? Of course you do. Lauren Jumps. Oh, Lauren. Oh, she is a skipping nutter. I was like, do you know Lauren Jumps? And you were like, no, I don't need to follow any <laughs> skipping influence. And then like three seconds later, you were like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with Lauren Jumps. Yeah, Lauren Jumps. <laughs> I, I found her, yeah. It was me. I found her. <laughs> <laughs> you actually do do that by the way sometimes when we're in um a social situation i will hear you you're like oh i've discovered um, yeah lauren jumps. i will hear you talk about something that's like come from me why is that so important to you your own you don't own things you don't maybe could give people credit what for finding influencers yeah just set notes it's about bringing people into your story that's what it's about or like you'll go on to people about the the trip that we're going to take in the summer but can i get you to sit down and have a conversation with me about it too busy looking at lauren jumps yeah and she's doing things that i didn't even know were possible with a rope She (laughs) she is she is she got millions of followers. Oh, I tell you, look, skipping is so good for you. Your heart rate should gets jacked. Should we try jacked. and get Lauren Jumps on the pod? Oh, Emma, let's. Let's. We should do it just skipping. Yeah. We should all be skipping. <laughs> oh, God, I wouldn't have a voice left. You're, Emma, you're a good skipper too. Yeah, that you, seems to be sort of that irrit- built in. Does that irritate you? No, because that's not my personality. Mm, okay. What, you being good at skipping would irritate me, you think? Oh, I, just, no, I was checking. Wow, you want me to be irritated. No, now, is that something because you did it as a kid or you just have natural... I've done a lot of boxing and kickboxing. Oh, yeah, because it does seem to go hand in hand with and, boxing um, training, doesn't it? And netball. It? You do a lot of skipping in netball. Do you? Yeah, fast feet. Oh, it really makes my shins and calves ache. You have to stretch for 
ages after. It's very high intensity impact. Look, that's one example of how I've been playing. I've got another example. Uh, well, I've got a question for you Go about on. your playtime. Because it's too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Every Thursday Wait, evening. Which is work time. Every Thursday evening, you disappear into the office on my computer <laughs> with a bunch of men and you're on an alien ship and I want to know what the yeah. hell is going I on. I can hear you outside, you and Phoenix, like, what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> well, look, what I am doing is it's called RPG, role-playing game. So, you know in Stranger Things at the beginning they're playing D&D, Dungeons and Dragons? It's essentially that but reskinned for the alien universe you know the films yeah uh so i've never done it before it's something i've always wanted to do but you need to know a good gm like games master <laughs> so many acronyms like games master or for dungeons or, or dungeon masters so basically they're the is it like nightmare take two mm. steps to your left two to your right there's no. a jester in front of you there's food on the table it's, ah! it's way better than that but my god that was a good show um really was you need to know someone so that person basically runs the the game yeah they are the the story master they host everything so they they know the story and Mm -hmm. it's their job to where are they getting the story from there's a huge manual that you have to read right it's quite an intense job yeah okay not many people can do it and that's the problem i think mm. is finding someone that's really good at that you need to be like really creative anyway we've got a great one so there's five of us and you all have you all get given at the start predefined characters now the absolute key with it is you really have to embody your character even if it's against your traits as a person mm-hmm. like i'm not particularly like the person that i am is a bit of a scumbag right so you really have to double down on that mm-hmm. and that's how you get the most out of it mm-hmm. and it's just been amazing i'm really like acting mm. i'm really into it so it's a mix of um so you're sort of doing a bit of improv it's just it's so of, cinematic a lot of imagination yeah we're all on this ship you get given like an agenda mm. so everyone has an agenda you don't know what the other crew's agenda is and you kind of have to see if you can make that happen. And my one is, I need to, because I'm all about the money, I'm, I'm like a space trucker. Right. And I'm sort of right at the bottom of the crew and I want money. I'm, all, I'm really greedy. So right. we're on this ship and it's like, I need to keep engineering ways of like trying to, I don't know, like loot stuff mm. and steal stuff. Mm. So when we were playing last week, I just ran off. I made an excuse. How do you do that when you're in a Zoom? Oh, so what you do is, I, I said, right, I'm, we were all doing something. And I was like, oh, I've left my brother's um, Polaroid photo, which is something that my character holds with them at all times. And I was like, I've got to go and get it. So the, the games master then puts all those other people in a call together. And then I just go one on one with him. Okay. And he's like, right, what, where are you going? And then I ran to like the corporate office or something and found a safe and oh, it's so cool. And then also you're all like texting each other at the same time. It's just, it's, it's amazing. I'm totally into it. And I think it's now we've got this group. So after we've done this, I don't know how many days it will go on for. We'll do something else. We'll do a different IP. Mm. Like you can do 
I don't know, like feudal Japan or something. This is endless. It's a whole scene, Emma. It's a scene. It's a scene. It's very aligned with your play personality. Do you remember when I told you that you were a storyteller? Yeah, that and and your... you told me that, and it's like you're not allowed to be anything else. It's like right, you're you're yellow, and you're a storyteller. Goodbye. <laughs> Enjoy. And, it, and then you 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 shut your folder, and it's like done. Well, no, we're all a bit of everything, but you tend to you tend to be dominant in a couple, and you are definitely storytellers. I've read that this is very. It got very big during COVID. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and it got and Stranger Things obviously did a a, a lot for Dungeons and Dragons. So how do the people listening, if they want to do that, and also sorry, they... there's dice involved on your decision making. So it's not like you can just do anything. Like there's some combat in there. And you have to roll, and, and the games master will roll the dice, and it's like, oh no, you missed. But he won't just say you missed. He'll be like, ah, so what happened was, you got your rifle up, and then the alien like jumped onto you, and you like sprayed oh, up into wow. the air. Like it's amazing. And the people that you're doing it with, you don't know them. Nope, no, no, yeah. I don't. Not particularly. So if the people listening think, oh, I'd like to have a go at that, how does one? Do I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Right. No, honestly, Pencil. I don't know. But I did, I read that to these GMs, like, you can rent you them. You can rent them. Yeah, that, that would make sense because they're key to Because you have to have a knowledge experience. of... Yeah, the knowledge yeah. you have to have is insane. Yeah. Need a really good storyteller. And you have to be, definitely have to, like, what I've taken from it is, is acting is so fun. Yeah, do you remember when me and you, we were play dating and mm-hmm. we went to an improv class? Yeah. Yeah, good. we did. Yeah. It's amazing how it's very freeing. You definitely have to lose your inhibitions. Yeah. Like with that stuff, I just don't believe it works. You, you, it's like you've got to jump in. If you don't fully jump in, yeah. I don't know how much you can get out of it. And it's the same with this like RPGing. It's like if you, you just have to go with it. Well, that's what you're doing there as well is you probably don't associate it with this feeling. You feel quite exposed. That's what I mean, yeah. You're actually making yourself really vulnerable. Yeah. That's what trying a new thing is and doing something that you're not necessarily an expert in. You know, you're like, you're willing to be the fool, essentially. Yes, exactly. Like you embrace, I embrace being a bit of an idiot that, you know, this isn't going to be polished. I'm a bit vulnerable. Um, And that actually is so good for us. It's so important. I've often you struggle with kids because they that takes a while to learn doesn't it to laugh at oneself and yeah. not to take yourself I think you ha- so I, seriously I think you have it when you're a, younger and then it dips it's out. it's really it's a real shame when you carry that into yeah adulthood yes yeah you can't let your guard down yeah and just be a little yeah. bit silly or maybe make fun of yourself yeah it's really healthy for you, like especially if you've got something in your life that's quite where you feel like you're maintaining control, like too much control. It's good that you're doing this because I think that's a little bit of what's happening with Scout at the moment. Like I feel like you're trying to hold on too tight. You're trying to control too many things and it's such a burden to carry. Like you do need to just... RPG. Do some RPG, like surrender, let go. And I think when you put yourself into play-based um, activities like that, that's what you do. Like you kind of, you are playing out, like, you know, yeah. just being vulnerable, letting go. I tell you what's cool is, is it carries on after the session as well. So the sessions are like, you know, they can be 
three hours or something and then you know the gm will say okay we'll call it a night but what happens is the conversations carry on in character on like whatsapp and stuff mm, mm. but it's not like you if you're not with that person so i can talk to this one guy because we're in the same room mm. so we're almost like carrying on the conversation i love that it's that's, so amazing that's interesting because acting is such like as you're experiencing is such a amazing form of play for escapism for yeah letting your inhibitions go for like expressing yourself like just the sheer act of being someone else it's what kids do all the time when they do role play they're just constantly like i'm a fireman i'm a superhero yeah. um and it's like it's so healthy for us but it's like when you become an adult it feels quite inaccessible like mm. unless you're going to be in a sort of troupe and yeah do shows or amdram or like it's quite a hard thing to fit into like how do you fit that into your everyday life like i think we do it in a kind of micro version like we're always doing like voices and you know little characters like that's a sort of form of that but that's really interesting that you've got access to that way of playing in quite an accessible way within I, your week i'm also um my character is a lady all right how's that going it's lovely i dress up do the whole lot she put boobs in <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool because you get assigned a friend like an ally someone on the crew that you're friendly with but my character has also been assigned someone that they don't like. Mm. I keep having to like take shots at this person. Right, actual shots or like no, them? no, like um, you know, like trolling them and oh, right. like we don't get on. <laughs> and like, and it's so cool. Like the instruct the rules. They're like you will get the most fun out of this experience if you embody the character that you're assigned. Yeah, even though it conflicts yeah. with yeah, lean right. It's in. like you're you're playing a yeah. role. So even so, it's it's confusing because situations come up and you're like, oh, I would do this. It's like, well, hang on, my character wouldn't do that. Mm. They'd want to go and mm. look for money and not be nice. Yeah, and it's like quite conflicting. Yeah, that's really cool. I'd like to have a go. Can I? Play? Oh, I think it would be really fun to do together. Mm. Well, could you do it as a family? Could you do? You could. You need precise numbers. Yeah. Whatever for whatever you're playing. Yeah. Like that's... usually four or five people. And I'd then like someone to, running it. Yeah, I'd like to do that with the big kids. But these, they're not like one and dones. Some of these go on for weeks and weeks. Some of them are ongoing. But I think that's... Some of them are yeah, ongoing. It's like having a second life, isn't it? I once listened to this, there's this podcast, I think it's called Beautiful Anonymous, where people just, he doesn't know who's ringing in and they just ring in and they sort of share a story. Oh, like sort of late night radio. It's <laughs> yeah. risky. It's risky. It's really cool. You um, could get some nutters. Anyway, this woman rang in once and she oh, yeah. was really into being a pirate. So she <laughs> What, had, like dodgeball? Yeah, so she had like a normal life where she'd go to work mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, she had friends and stuff, but then she had this like secret life where there were these like... Cosplaying. Yeah, pirate get-togethers where there was mm -hmm. an actual sort of like abandoned ship in a field and they'd all go there. And like when you're there, you're fully a pirate. There's like different, oh, different yeah. coins, different like ways of being. Laughing. Like there's... Yeah, Sometimes but, it was, I felt... but it, was more, it was more than that though because it was like continual. It wasn't like a one-off yeah. event. Did it, it get like... sexy? She... Some of them get a bit sexy time. Yeah, I don't... I, she didn't... Like LARPing. Some of them like have slaves and stuff. Oh, I'm like, no. what are you actually she didn't say that. playing she, out here? She did say that there were rules because obviously... Some of these LARPers have like <laughs> maids and stuff. I know, that's where it all gets a bit sketchy, isn't it? No, she did say there were rules actually because pirates didn't really treat women very nicely yeah um, so they adjust that but i think you know there's something to be said for that isn't there having a 
having a sort of disappearing into a different character. Yeah, I mean, this just breaks up my week. It's like, right, now I'm going to run around this spaceship. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I tell you what, it is actually so amazing and Mm. healthy. I love Mm. it. Very deep activation of your imagination because you haven't got any imagery to look at. No. You've got nothing to look at, so you're really... You just have your file card, your your traits, your sort of skill levels... And you just go mm. and you're just completely sort of led through this experience. I was thinking about reading and... You should try it. Because <laughs> it was book week, wasn't it, the other week? And we. Oh, I want to be careful with how I frame this because I'm really pro reading and really pro kids reading. And it's something that we need to protect and it is... A, However... It is under... Burn th- your books! Is, <laughs> get on TikTok! It is under threat because there's so many distractions. However, I do think that it's... We have to be also be realistic about the sort of environment that kids are growing up in and the different forms of entertainment and the different kind of experiences that they have that reading sort of sits within that context. That's just a reality. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, should we be broadening out the concept of reading to more about how we engage with stories because that is essentially the output of reading you read you absorb a story and you embody that that experience that you've had in a very deep way and one sort of extension of that would be like graphic novels for example which is what our kids love and read a lot of and I think has really you know it's kept phoenix a little bit more in reading more than perhaps he would have been mm-hmm. without them and i think that is just as good as reading because you're still turning pages you're having a deep experience with the story i think the same for audiobooks as well actually like not everyone can like physically read it can be quite difficult for people and you know i think you're still get you're still absorbing you still get so i sort of this sort of thinking like you know, because I hear a lot about, oh, I can't get my kids to read, I can't get my kids to read. And listening to how you're describing this game, like you are, you're like living in a story. Yeah, also you're constantly writing things down and yeah. making, you're constantly yeah. making notes. Yeah. And that character did that. There's a lot of writing involved. Yeah. So I suppose my point is if you've got kids that aren't really into reading and it, like, you feel quite disappointed, thinking more broadly about how they connect with stories, I think that's the goal. The not reading thing is a tricky one. It's a real trigger thing, isn't it, for parents? Yeah, I do think, though, like reading is a sort of a form of... It is a form of play, and it's just not that... Like, some people just aren't into it. Well, there's never been a worse time for what reading is competing against. Yeah. is a a generation of children that that can't really sit still and everything is designed around 30 seconds of entertainment and then onto something utterly new and different. Yeah. To sit down and read for like half an hour shows an amazing amount of concentration. Yeah, I also think the way that they are introduced to reading obviously this will probably vary by school to school but it's very much like you know you're on the colors you're going up the levels like i hate all that like the, yeah the, they do make that way too competitive I, I think that really affected Phoenix. i'm on gold level yeah. all right big spuds <laughs> i can barely read <laughs> down here you're on gold i'm on the cat sat on the mat did it yeah. <laughs> 
I think that actually really affected Phoenix in his first school. I guess that, that but to. but you know, it's like everything probably helps some kids as well because it gives them a goal. But I think but I know what you mean. It frames it as a. It's a thing that it you've got to complete. Fun. I also really hate how they have to work. Oh, here we go, people. She's work. off. They have to work so hard to become a free reader, which means that you can free pick anything reader. out of the library. Pick uh, whatever you bloody want. Yeah. Pick. Not you, you Ben. <laughs> You're still down there with on green section you, about the cat and the mat. No, you are firmly in the biff and chip, <laughs> chip section. <laughs> I am a, a, a beautiful reader. The, the kids want me, Ems. They don't want you because I do voices. Oh, I, thought I, you do... Meant, I thought you just meant when you were reading by yourself. Because <laughs> we have talked about you reading before on the pod and you, you sort of have a gap between every sentence. Oh, I am so into comics. I tell you, if anyone is like, they has to, you know, people get obsessed with chapter, but reading words is reading words, baby. Yeah. Stop being so... Linear. Yeah, just obsessing about it. It's just words going in. It's stories being told. Graphic novels, comics are so... They're but, so good for are kids. You, are, you doing, are you doing that thing? Are you, you're doing the thing. You're saying the thing that I just said. <laughs> Better. <laughs> and making it your own. Uh, but can you get graphic novels in schools? Probably not. Why I not? Know. I don't think they do. I think the main the main aim of reading at school should be to love it. That should be the main aim. If you could come out of school with a love of reading, oosh, what a gift. Oosh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just I worry that I is it's it's that's less than like 20% of the class coming out like that, Emma. Yeah. It just is. I think um YA is thriving. Oh, I bet it is. Saucy. Saucy. It's just YA, yeah? Because I've read some YA. I I smashed out Twilight and I smashed out Hunger Games. It's just love triangles. Yeah, but that... Have a love triangle. Okay, so this is what I think is also... Honestly. This is what I also think is really interesting. Love triangles? You know I find things interesting. There was... I saw a post. I can't remember what it... I can't remember where it was from. But it was talking about how there's like a gap in the type of books that these kids need right now. So mm. when they kind of get a little bit older, but they're maybe a little bit too young to go on to YA, like they need something that's a bit more edgy, a bit more just like pushing it a bit. Yeah, and soft I think, YA. And I think it's quite actually quite hard to find those types of books. And they're all still reading. Do like, you mean like tween? Well, they're all still reading like Walliams and Roald Dahl. And, okay, know, so like actually what you're saying is smack on indie's age like, yeah smack on so indie's what are you age. saying that she wouldn't like to read twilight probably a bit scary too, i think that's too i think that would be too much for her both like the, too exciting the words are small <laughs> font size is small hey, like, I, think, I think that would be a little bit overwhelming for her i actually think i wanted to be our pats for a bit he was big wasn't he at one point are you j- big Cr- <laughs> massive he was like a swoon I always thought that those first few films I thought they were great I know that they were very it wasn't sort of cool to like those films I thought they were well made yeah I liked them and I could see and then I think I watched the film and then I read all the books I loved the books yeah I liked the books went a bit too. weird when she gets preggers yeah it did and then I read Hunger Games jeez for a time I got smack into YA <laughs> I think there was a 
I think it's probably like hitting. Sort your <laughs> life out. Get comfortable. Oh, the way. I think that's probably where my brain sort of stopped. The way you set up these stools hurting my hips. Well, put your hand into your coin purse and buy us some mics. <laughs> well, you're running around. Looting. What was our Pats and the lady called? What, in the book? Was she called Bella? No, 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 their celebrity couple name. Oh, uh, I don't know. R. Stu. Pat she, Stu. Was he actually going Christian out Christian Stewart. Yeah, they were lovers. Oh, what, in film and real life? K. Stu? K. Stu. Was it that? Don't know. Anyway, oh God, someone's probably screaming <laughs> what it actually was. Ben, there's people listening to this podcast who are training for marathons. Do they like Twilight? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think we should give him a shout out because you love runners. Run in, encourage them. Mm, I do. Go uh, faster. I'm all about <laughs> speed right now. Right, Benj, I can hear our fax machine coming. We have a listener question. Okay. It's this, from... And this is from... Give the person a name. Valentina. Great name. I wonder if you stumbled upon any research about playing down life's problems slash how to teach children to speak up, take things seriously, but that sometimes you just need to laugh it on and move on. I'm worried now that parents get on high alert from any telling off or unfairness and start a war slash make complaints when I think you need to pick your battles and learn to deal with it sometimes and move on. I think that's a good, that's such a good question. I know what she means. It's like... It's, I suppose. Give me an example. I suppose it's like if Play, you get if you get act. if you get told off for something, which I do regularly in this house. You know, it's the balance between sometimes just cracking on and moving on, or fighting for your opinion. I think that's the question because knowing th- when to and and yeah, well, it's you always say not necessarily pick your battles, but pick the time that you confront your battles. You know, get some one on one, go for a walk. Yeah. Don't, don't literally do it when it's happening because that's just a fat fire. But she's talking about that in the context of teaching children. So I think I think what comes into this actually is the the evolving role of children in society. So if we think about the children should be seen and not heard era, we're very removed from that. And as generations have moved on, you know, we've given children more status in society and we've asked for that i mean we literally have kids running activism movements you know greta dunberg for example so kids have more voice they have more opinions and many parents us included you know want kids to be able to advocate for themselves to be able to use their voice because it's important but i think that also can be conflicting with your own like experience your generational experience so as a child you might have experienced more just like you weren't allowed to answer back you weren't allowed to you know start you know share your opinion turn things into a debate that's just not allowed and I think there can be like a tension between I want my kids to be able to think critically to not just like accept everything that their opinions suck (laughs) so where do i but also like how do i kind of teach them that sometimes you just gotta suck it up and move on Mm, yeah because they're conflicting yeah styles and i think it's that is probably uh you you got teaching them to trust their instincts and use their you know make good choices and, and use their gut 
Yeah. And I suppose they, they're going to get those teaching, scenarios wrong sometimes. Yeah, teaching them to make the hard choices. Mm. You know, I remember lots of instances when I, when I was younger where, you know, the easier thing to do would have been to maybe go along with certain things. But the actual, the hard choice was like saying no mm. and choosing different friends, mm. even though that can alienate you a little bit. And I think that's the motivation why parents are teaching kids like, speak up use your voice like yeah don't just you know don't just go along yeah, with but stuff. then you don't want that to spill over into like oh i don't know you've just been told to tuck your shirt in and you're suddenly turning it into like you don't know you're doing a picket march at the front of the school <laughs> which personally i'm all for <laughs> yeah no that is a balancing act yeah. for sure and i think it's like giving kids permission to get they're gonna get that wrong like that's quite a hard thing to learn to know when is the time that I actually fight for this and when is the time that I just move on and let this go I think that is actually quite sophisticated because I think that is still a learning process in adulthood you've got to let them make mistakes it is so hard to let them do it because so often you can see them happening right in front of your eyes but it's better to let it play out you can't and for them to learn a valuable lesson you can't because i think most parents just want a well-rounded child these days i think like different generations of parents have different ambitions and i think like you know some parents wanted their kids to be like really successful and confident and i think probably now i think a lot of parents want their kids to be well-rounded and you can't be well-rounded and not experience making mistakes Mm, i want them to have a truck ton of empathy yeah is what i'd ideally like well do you know where you get empathy ben uh no role play right yeah that's that's literally how kids learn empathy yeah i maybe our parents were coming from a generation where success or like kind of doing well at school grades and then making something of your life university was like this massive pedestal because i guess none of that lot went i feel like it has shifted well also the expectations on them would have been really different so they really you know would have been you know physically hurt (laughs) for using their voice they would have been hit with a ruler in class or Mm. because you hear a lot of people don't you saying oh kids today they've got no respect because you can't lay a finger on them and all this stuff and i think jeez who's saying that i think the part of that is a a kind of adjustment to how we are respecting kids as people that live in this society um, and I think that is the right thing to do um, I wouldn't want to go back to a time where we like you know physically you know like physical punishment in school like that is wild yeah it's pretty close as well it's, it's really not that long close ago. like our parents remember it yeah, so I think part of that attitude of like, oh, the kids, I don't respect. Like, I think part of that is an adjustment in giving more power to young people and they're going to not always know what to do with it. I tell you what, now that Phoenix is turning 13, you start framing, we've already armed him and loaded him with a lot of things. And it's like, okay, well, now these are the years. It's yeah. like, how did we do almost? Yeah, I know. <laughs> how did we do? Because he's yeah. on the battlefield now. Yeah. Does he know what a good choice is yeah. and a bad choice? Mm. And that's it. We're sort of, we're about to see. And you have to go into that stage being prepared that he's not always going to make 
the right choice because that's yeah. not how you that's not how you sharpen your decision making like tools if you make every single correct decision if you never take a risk and experience actually, oh you sound like a right boring actually, bugger actually that was you know not for me then you don't get that well-roundedness well emma we've been here before but i'll say it again people who don't make mistakes <laughs> don't make anything and mr t said that he said that and he meant it he meant it i'm trying to think of mistakes that i've made big ones howlers well, well i think a lot of the mistakes... mistakes aren't regrets are they though no and Dif- I, and massive I, I difference think also the mistakes can be Always not like big memorable ones like that. They can just be... But sometimes there's more positives in a mistake. Yeah, they can be smaller ones. Like, oh, I went, I don't know, I went out to the pub with those people and actually I didn't really like it. It wasn't a good experience, so I didn't go again. Like, you might not necessarily... Like booze hound. You you might not necessarily remember that as like a formative experience. It's more like, it's not always the massive moments that Mm. that feed into that. Like, there are going to be big ones, you know, do you do that, do you not do that, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's more like you want them to have those everyday, those everyday kind of risk taking, you know, in the way up. Well, Emma, that was a pod. You can't say it wasn't. That was a pod. You, you could try. That was a poddy scene. That was a, a unsponsored pod. <laughs> there ain't no loot coming that, from that pod. That is what an unsponsored pod sounds like, Emma. Right, I've got a deadline um, and I've got to go. Okay. Next, Now, next week... Well, I'm away. Yep, you're away. I'm on a work trip. A holiday. It's a work trip. Okay. <laughs> so I'm left here with three kids. So we're going to do one across the time zones? Yes, we are. Okay. Thanks so much, everyone, for coming back. We see you. We see your loyalty. And we love you for it. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Get a skipping rope shoot some aliens and everything will be fine see you next week live playfully